Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, What's on TV and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 3rd of November 2023. We're in November. Including the touching Netflix World War II drama All the Light We Cannot See and Apple TV Plus's sci-fi romance Fingernails. And we'll also be learning more about Sylvester Stallone in Netflix documentary Sly and checking out quirky film comedy Quiz Lady on Disney+. Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news? The Netflix period drama Winter Palace will star Cyril Metzger and Manon Clavel as an enterprising couple running a hotel in 19th century Switzerland. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, also on Prime Video, the boys spin-off Gen V, starring Jazz Sinclair and Chance Podermo, will return for a second season of superhero studies at Godolkin University. Happy days. <laughs> well, another good selection for you this week. We're going to start on Netflix with a four-part drama series, which arrives on Thursday, the 2nd of November. It's called All the Lights We Cannot See. And here's a clip. When I was a child, I was trained to locate radio frequencies. The things that I've seen haunt me. The voice was my escape. So this is adapted from a Pulitzer Prize winning novel, no less, and it tells the story of a blind French girl called Marie Law. She's played by Aria Mia Luberti, and she flees German-occupied Paris during World War II with her father Daniel, who's played by uh, Avengers star Mark Ruffalo, and also a gemstone, a precious gemstone that the Nazis want to get their hands on. And of course, there's an evil Gestapo officer, Reinhold von Rumpel, played by Lars Eidinger, uh, trying to find them. And basically, they go to San Marlo on the coast and they move in with her uncle Etienne, played by Hugh Laurie with a big bushy beard. And he broadcasts radio messages for the resistance. And the crux of the story is that she's going to encounter this German teenager, Werner, played by Louis Hoffman. And his job working for the Nazis is to track down illegal broadcasts, which is exactly what she is doing. So, I mean, it's got a great pedigree because it's the Pulitzer Prize source material and it's been adapted by Stephen Knight, famous for... Peaky Blinders, of course, and it's directed uh, in a bit of a change of direction for Sean Levy, who's best known for, well, Stranger Things, of course, and film comedy Night at the Museum. It's got some big names in the cast. I can't say I was that taken with it. And so it sort of shifts in, in, in time period. So we see Marie as, as a young girl and her dad is sort of teaching her how to navigate her way through the streets of Paris because he's built this big wooden model 
of the streets and they sort of you see them doing that together it's got some rather kind of i would say slightly kind of cheesy saccharin dialogue in in that period and the first scene where we see older marie and hugh laurie in a shop in st marlowe it's just very clunky with some sort of expositionary material forced into the dialogue which really it didn't do it for me at all and I, I didn't really feel Hugh Laurie I didn't even or Ruffalo even I didn't <laughs> feel their talents were that well used in this but I did feel it got into gear when we caught up with Werner who is supposed he's listening to her radio broadcast and he's supposed to be tracking down broadcasts like that and and so that the nazis can shut them down but he he's enjoying listening to it and he feels a kind of connection so i've only watched episode one perhaps it will find its feet i think there's some interesting stuff to come flashing back to Werner's time at this really brutal kind of training academy but yeah it, on first impressions i wasn't that taken with it even though i would say the production values are great and it, and it looks like the the bombed out cities look great yeah it's nicely shot but i felt it was a little bit of a mixed bag i, I don't know what you thought hannah yeah i mean i i just don't know what the appetite is for this right now really if i'm honest with you and that's kind of how i felt really because um it just you know in a in a sort of an environment of unhappiness and what's going on around us i don't know this just hit a bit of a bum note with me for, for, for a number of reasons just because mainly you try to watch things to kind of put a smile on your face in desperately dark times but equally you know take that away and that sort of personal reason why i didn't really enjoy it i i know exactly what you mean i i, I felt like it it would have been better than it was um what i've seen of it and it i suppose the story though is is all about sort of hope in in these really dark times mm. and i think that's the key to this and probably it's saving grace if i'm honest with you um and the trials of you know people with disability um they look at that quite heavily i think and um there are there are bits of it that i do think are are good but i do think it is a bit clunky and right now a bit, a bit much. We're going to stay on Netflix for our second offering. This one's a feature-length documentary, which does arrive on Friday the 3rd of November. It's called Sly, and here's a clip. Do I have regrets? Hell yeah, I have regrets. What is healthier? To live under the illusion that you could have been great or actually have an opportunity to be great, and then you blow it and you realise you're a failure. We've talked about Sylvester Sloan a few times, haven't we? Um, and uh, because he's done the one with his family, of course. But this is slightly different because this is this is a, a documentary about him, and this is you get to know him more. And I, I'd argue that you don't know, you don't learn that much more. I think it comes hot off the heels um, of the cameras following his family around. Although you do see a slightly more vulnerable person at times. Although having said that, this is a kind of is. This is profiling who he is, how, you know, how he became an actor and how he put everything on hold, I suppose, for his acting career, the, how harsh that world really is. And I think us working within sort of media and, um, and what have you, we, we see it quite a lot, how tricky this world is for people. I think we see how tricky this world is and how cutthroat it is. And you get to see it through his eyes because, of course, you know, he did have to work his way up and through. And he talks about how he put 
everything on on hold, you know, including his family and how yeah, actually they're the most important things in his life. But I, I don't know. I, I I really I really enjoyed it. It, it was it's, it's interesting to learn about someone's life from from their eyes, their truth, if you like. Um, he opens up about his abusive father. He had a very eccentric mother. Um, you've got some you know big names in the, like, like Arnie Schwarzenegger. Who's gone very grey? Um, Henry Winkler. There's a, there's there's some big names in there, and and it's it is interesting. I defy anyone not to find it completely interesting. I just find I think there were times where it hit a bit of a bum note. You know when he says, you know, if, yes, at the time it was just the most important thing for me, but actually in reality, my family is. And I think that's really easy to say that, isn't it? When you're in a position of being a multi-millionaire and um, you know everything's good in the world for you, but I think on reflection what he's saying is is that you know he wouldn't put anything before his children and his wife ever again and as I say it's an interesting path and he talks about rejection and there's it was so much rejection he wasn't cast for a long long time and he just said that he saw that rejection as a way to kind of fire him up further and come back and do better. And that's interesting because I suspect lots of people fall at that hurdle when you keep hearing the words no, 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 and you get one big break and off you go. So, yeah, I did find it interesting. A few bits in there that I thought it's easy to say now you're a multimillionaire. But apart from that, it was good. What do you think, Ian? I have a newfound respect for Syl Sylvester Stallone after <laughs> watching this, I must say, because, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of him as an actor or of the sort of films that he tends to make, the sort of franchises that he makes. But this is interesting. Whereas in The Family Stallone, which is the sort of reality show that we reviewed before, he's very much doing his sort of public image persona, quite jokey, you know, a bit of a caricature. I learned a lot in this about him that I didn't know about, and particularly his childhood was really tough. His dad just sounds like a terrible bully who was who was almost kind of jealous of his son's abilities. And as you say, when when he started out as an actor, perhaps partly because of the way he looks and he talks, he really he was only kind of getting cast as sort of heavies. In fact, one of the first times we saw him was in a in a Woody Allen movie. And you see the clip in this documentary where he's playing a sort of hoodlum on the New York subway. And the fact that he he just made his own luck because Rocky, he wrote it, he directed it, and he was the star. And, I mean, that is, is truly exceptional. So, yeah, it, it did make me see him in, in, a, in a different light. And, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to say, considering what, what, what and where he came from, what he's achieved is, is quite astonishing. Over on Apple TV+. Plus. Arriving on Friday the 3rd of November, we have a feature film called Fingernails, and here's a clip. I founded this institute to take the risk out of love. No more uncertainty, no more wondering if you've chosen the right partner, no more divorce. We were the first to build the machines to conduct the test to make the bond of love stronger. We're very much in Black Mirror territory here, I would say, Hannah. So this is kind of set in the near future. Uh, and in this near future, couples can take, have a sort of medical test to see <laughs> whether they're compatible. So um, it centres around Anna, played by the wonderful Jessie Buckley, who's a teacher, and she starts working at the Love Testing Institute, okay, 
what I didn't buy in this was the plot twist that she doesn't tell her husband that she's working there. She pretends she's working in a school. And I didn't buy that at all, which which slightly put me off at the beginning. But anyway, her partner is Ryan, played by, yes, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, who is great. At the Institute, she starts working with Amir, played by the fantastic Riz Ahmed. So it's a top quality cast and the three of them are great particularly Buckley and Ahmed are, are terrific together so it's almost slightly got the vibe of that film The Lobster which again was about kind of relationships and dating wasn't it the fingernails the title it's it's rather bizarre so the the med they don't really go into much detail but supposedly medically your fingernails can tell you something about kind of whether you're in love and they actually well yeah they pull out a fingernail from each partner to do to do this medical test which is quite weird it's had mixed reviews i found it quirky and interesting and it's funny so at the institute they do things like they play the sound of rain through the speakers because the rain is supposed to be romantic but one of one of her colleagues says it just makes me want to pee and they make people uh, go underwater and stare into each other's eyes it's it's quite funny um and it's yeah it has something i suppose the message is you know science isn't going to tell you whether or not your your partner is suitable for you you just you have to find out for yourself and you also have to work on your relationship but yeah i did enjoy it and i particularly i, I think jesse buckley who of course started we first knew about her from that tv talent contest i do anything which was to find someone to play nancy in the musical oliver and she's just so watchable she's so natural she's a terrific actor i think i did enjoy it despite what some critics have said they've been quite harsh i think there's plenty to enjoy here and i particularly the fact like the fact that it's just very low key and you sense that under the the dialogue there are these emotions that are unspoken and it's just it's quite stylish and effective um i didn't like the fingernail pulling though <laughs> what did you think hannah this is weird the fingernail stuff is is just creepy and horrid but i like the idea that perhaps, I mean, I always say there's someone for everyone. I always, always believe that. And and quite often you'll look at couples and think, yeah, they just find each other, don't they? They just look right together. And it just kind of works. But the idea that there might be um, a scientific way to find out, um, you know, what your perfect partner or who is your perfect partner is, is kind of quite fascinating to me. Um, and I think it's really interesting because, of course, um, this explores the idea that um, the science might say that you're 100% compatible with someone else or they're your perfect match. But actually, what if you start having feelings for somebody else? You know, what does that mean? Does that mean it's wrong? Do you trust the science or do you trust your heart? Um, is, it the, is it the heart over the head jobby? I don't know. Um, but I, 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 di I did think it was, I did think it was um, good. I, di I, didn't, I did enjoy it, I must admit. And um, Jesse Buckley's good. Very good. Well, we're going to finish with another feature length offering for you this time a comedy arriving on friday november the 3rd on disney plus it's called quiz lady and here's a clip we lost your mom what sorry that was terrible phrasing i meant we don't know where she is oh, i think your sister's here and it's 
finally happened. Oh my god, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here. Oh my god, you're Orphan Annie. She's not dead. She ran away. There's nothing not to love about this because, of course, Killing Eve, Sandra O oh, is in it. <laughs> I absolutely love her. She's brilliant and it's so funny. Um, this this caught me from the very, very beginning. Just something really, really upbeat and positive and naughty and funny and absolutely everything um, all rolled into one. And, and not only is Sandra O oh in it, but also Will Ferrell, who quite often makes me laugh. Last, uh, last trip out for him was Barbie, which of course was a, an overwhelming success. Um, but basically, um, you've got two women, one played by Sandra O, oh, and then you've got crazy rich Asians, Awkwafina. Um, they are sisters. They play the part of sisters. And their mother goes missing from the home that she's in. Um, there's one scene where the sort of the, the care, the nurse rings um, them to tell them and says, your mother's gone. And they automatically think she's died. Of course, she's, she's actually just run away. She's just uh, a bit crazy and uh, doesn't want to be in there, which you can't you probably, <laughs> probably, uh, it's probably understandable. So, um, it turns out that the they're, they're very, very different, these two sisters, I should point out. So Sandra O oh is kind of like the crazy one. And then Awkwafina is, um, she's well, she's just very straight-laced and very um, sensible, bright woman. So um, Awkwafina, who plays Anne, is, you, you get to see her quite quickly being very sharp, very sensible. And, of course... Um, <laughs> The other is not. And the mother, she's obviously taken after her mother because the mother has a huge gambling addiction and has run up a very big bill and they want their money back. Um, presumably she's run away from that. And they they basically, they steal, they kidnap um, Anne's loved dog. And they have to try and make the money back. And this is them... Um, uh, she soon realises that uh, Anne has a, a special talent and that she's so bright and can answer every question on a quiz show. So off they go to try and um, win the prize money on, on, on the quiz show. And, and Will Ferrell plays the part of the quiz show host. It's it's kind of a real rumpus, this whole this whole thing. It's just very, very funny. And it's it's not try hard at all. And I think that the people that are in this seem to I don't know it's not sort of slapstick it's just it's just quite clever the whole way through and they're trying to get the money back so it's it's a real drama it's um yeah it's it's just it it just feels like a lot of fun and one of those things that just makes you laugh out loud what did you think in I absolutely loved it and I mean you couldn't get a much more different character from Sandra O's Eve in Killing Eve mm -hmm. <laughs> Because when this sister turns up, she's sort of like a whirlwind, isn't she? She's a bit of a fantasist, really. She's always chopping and changing what she wants to do with her life. She's really flaky. She hasn't got any money. And uh, she insists on moving in with her sister, Anne, um, much to her disappointment. It's kind of a buddy... I guess it's a bit of a buddy road trip feel to it. So they head off to try and get Anne to the auditions to be on the quiz show that she's been watching ever since she was a kid religiously she even sets an alarm to remind her when it's on telly and as you say will ferrell is very funny as the quiz show host uh you've got jason schwartzman as a contestant who keeps winning and the scene when they arrive and anne is incredibly nervous about auditioning and so her sister gives her 
we're not quite sure what the drugs are but to calm her down and um that is laugh out loud funny but yeah sandra o's character is an is an absolute riot and and a really good combination with aquafina's sort of rather buttoned up straight laced sister who who likes everything to be ordered you know and you see in her flat which her sister arrives and kind of turns upside down and the little dog linguini <laughs> so yeah it totally won me over i thought it was um an absolute delight if you need cheering up i mean this will do because the sis certainly Sa- sandra's character when she turns up you think oh this this character is going to infuriate me mm-hmm. but by the end of it you cannot help but be swept along <laughs> by her she's like a force of nature well, we've got to that stage, Hannah, where we find out what the heck you've been binging on. Well, it was a, a tale of two halves because um, my daughter was in Oliver. So I was watching Oliver as a stage show, which was rather lovely. Whilst my husband sat next to me watching her, but also watching the rugby <laughs> under his jacket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes a couple of things for me how about you i've gone back to one of my old favorites which is available on netflix which is um man down starring greg davis because i've been listening to the fantastic podcast three bean salad featuring mike wozniak who of course uh appears in man down as a as a rather buttoned up accountant so yeah enjoying that Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offerings. So what's on the agenda, Brenda? David Oyelowo stars as a legendary real-life Western hero in Lawman, Bass Reeves on Paramount+. And a gang of thieves come under fire in Disney Plus action thriller Culprits, starring Gemma Arterton and Nathan Stewart Jarrett. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime... Keep... Watching!